you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 275 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, the A's won a... It was not a fun one, but it ended up being fun at the very end. They, the A's beat the Astros. That's what we're talking about for the first couple of segments. And then in segment three, I'm doing the water cooler Wednesday. Today's topic is... Jesus Luzardo. I know that he's on the IL right now, and we don't know when he's coming back, but I was digging into some numbers, and I thought that they were interesting, and maybe it's the next evolution of Jesus Luzardo, uh, so we're going to talk about that. But before I get into any of that stuff, you can always join Walking Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on the Locked On MLB podcast for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Sully's great. He does great work, and uh, he likes talking to me because he kind of likes the A's. So uh, I appear on there probably like once a month or so. So uh, yeah, subscribe to that one. Here's Sully rants about baseball and uh, Tony La Russa being outdated and all that stuff. And then you also come over here and listen to me. So uh, that's that's uh, that's my plug for Sully and his baseball podcast. But uh, my plug for this one is make sure to follow this podcast because you're already here. Why not hit the subscribe button and also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into last night's action. The A's beat the Astros six to five again. One run game, so the A's get a win, but only knock one run off of that. That damned run differential, which uh, is the only thing that people that do power rankings pay attention to, apparently. That and the A's stadium situation, which apparently knocks them down four spots in power rankings. I will never understand how those are created. Uh, I think that it's just, hey, I don't want to spend a lot of time doing this. I hate it, and I hate the A's. So I think that that's basically the... the (laughs) <laughs> the rule of thumb on those ones. But uh, yeah, the A's won this one six to five. They now have a one and a half game lead in the division. I know I don't like talking about the division race this early, but just because it was at half a game and they were playing the Astros, this game is significant because they stay in first place. I know that it is currently May 19th as you're listening to this. So, uh, you know, oh, well, but it does better the A's chances to stay in first place for at least a few more days. Uh, If they win one more out of the next two, then they're in first place and then they get to face the angels and uh, they have not been playing very well. So you got to like the A's chances uh, moving forward with the schedule that they have because it's Angels and uh, Mariners and then Angels again. And Mike Trout just hit the IL. He should be on the shelf for six to eight weeks. Uh, Definitely wishing Mike Trout the best player in baseball, a speedy recovery, but he is probably going to miss three series with the A's. And uh, that definitely helps the A's out. So, you know, speedy recovery, Mike, but not too speedy. Get, get to six weeks and then uh, don't do it in five because then you'll have to play the A's that, that extra series. And you don't need to do it. Don't push yourself, man. You're having a great season. Just don't push yourself. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Ramon Laureano because he was obviously the star of this game. And as I said in my Locked On Now, we all dislike the Astros, but he actively hates 
the Houston Astros because he goes out and puts out games like this where he went two for three with two home runs, three runs scored, three RBI, the game-winning sack fly, and he also threw in a walk. Uh, yeah, dude just did everything. He's like, hey, I said before the ninth inning, I'm like, if it gets to Ramon, this game's over. So uh, it was kind of easy to predict. I'm not taking credit for predicting that one because he had already hit two home runs, and we all know that he legitimately does not like the Houston Astros, probably because they traded him for Brandon Bailey, who isn't even on the team anymore. He was actually purchased in the winter by the, I mean, he hit Ramon Laureano last year, and then he was purchased by the Cincinnati Reds. That's how little they thought of Brandon Bailey is they're like, yeah, give us a couple of dollars for him. And that's actually kind of what they thought about Ramon Laureano. So uh, maybe their player evals not so good these days. But uh, in his career against the Astros, Ramon Laureano, uh, this is before last night's game too. Uh, this is from baseball reference. And uh, he was hitting 315 with a 384 on base and an 898 OPS. That is arguably, I mean, he's got a couple of other teams that he's bit played a decent amount of games with, but given the games played, this is one of the better teams that he likes to face. I think the Twins were up there too, but uh, he loves facing the Houston Astros and uh, with it, the history that is between these two clubs. And also, since he's come over, the Astros have also cheated to win a World Series and he is now their opponent. So there's a lot of, a lot of bad blood between those two sides, I imagine. But Ramon Laureano, great job. He's fantastic. I don't talk about him enough on the podcast, and I wanted to spend, you know, three or four minutes talking about him. Uh, I didn't say a whole lot, but uh, Ramon Laureano, this one's for you. Ramon forever. Actually, I do have one interesting tidbit on Ramon Laureano, and I uh, forgot that I wrote this, and it is that he almost equaled his entire ALDS production against the Houston Astros uh, in the ALDS in 2020 uh, in this game. He had uh, the same amount of home runs. He had one fewer RBI, and it only took him three at-bats. So good job, Ramon Laureano. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the strike zone and what the hell was going on uh, on Tuesday night because it was just crazy. Um, I, I noticed early in the first inning because the A's lefties have been getting that inside, uh, that, not corner, but you know the inside part of the zone uh, for right-handed batters fairly consistently lately, where it could be like a whole ball, you know, on the graphic on, on the TV. Uh, it could be like a whole ball over and they're still getting the strike call. And that seemed like a something that they'd been attacking. And Shamanaya was not getting that in the first inning. And I tweeted from my personal account at by Jason B that uh, that could become a problem if he has to actually come inside the zone to face these guys. And uh, he, he ended up doing just fine. He went six innings, gave up three runs and that's all you really need from Sean Manaya, especially against the Houston Astros. Great job from Sean Manaya, uh, especially, especially after giving up two runs in the first there. So uh, not a bad performance by him whatsoever. The A's responded with that Ramon Laureano shot in the bottom of the first. So that also helped. Uh, I also want to talk real quick about that uh, Marcana ball four that uh, it, it was a strike. Let, let's be honest. It was a strike, but after, uh, I forget who, was it Brian Abreu? Was he the final pitcher? I, I'm going to say that it was. Uh, I believe that it was Abreu uh, threw one up and in, almost hit Mark Hanna in the head. I mean, it was head level. He got out of the way. It wasn't super close, but uh, it you just don't need to do that. Come on. It seems like the Astros always go head hunting, and then they're like, hey, I'm just going to drop in this curveball that looks like it's also going to hit you, uh, but then it just like drops into the zone, and that's what this ball did. It hit the top of the zone. It was a strike, but uh, it's a dick move. 
And so I think that it's okay that the umpire was like, yeah, go Mark, go take first. That was a dick move. So a uh, good job from the home plate umpire on that one on uh, calling out the Astros BS. So that was a lot of fun. And also great job by the, the Oakland A's. They scored one run in six innings this game. Obviously you're looking for crooked numbers, but if you're going to put up six runs, uh, yeah, sure. Score them all over the place. Why not? Because then you're making the pitcher work unless, you know, a couple of solo homers from Ramon Laureano didn't necessarily feed into this narrative, but uh, you, you get the pitcher to work a little bit. You get some guys on the bases every now and then that you drive up the pitch count. You get Christian Javier out of the game. And, uh, you know, he went toe to, I mean, actually Sham and I went toe to toe with Christian Javier. So uh, again, Great job from Shamanaya tonight. Uh, so you, you get one run in six different innings and also one run in innings six through nine. And that was the key. I mean, obviously, uh, big hits and, you know, winning were the keys to victory. But uh, yeah, just one inning or one run in the sixth, the seventh, the eighth and the ninth. It's going to be hard to beat a team is unless they're down by like 10 uh, if they keep doing that. So Great job right there. And last thing I want to touch on from this game was uh, when Miles Straw was going to field this, uh, what ended up being the game-winning sack fly, and you saw him take that couple of steps back, I immediately knew, and Ray Fossey said it after the game too, but uh, I, I was like, oh, this game's won because he already, already does not have the momentum that he needs to throw out the runner right now. I don't care who, it could have been Albert Pujols, doesn't have the momentum, and it was a medium deep fly ball and a game over. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I think for tonight's game, I'd prefer if uh, they they scored a little bit more and like had a lead every now and then, that'd be that'd be very helpful. But coming up on the program, I am talking about uh, who had the hard hit balls, who am I looking for on Wednesday night against Zach Granke. Uh, also, Zach Granke's pitching, so uh, we'll, we'll see how that all goes. And then I'm also going into... Chad Pinder's at bat in the bottom of the seventh. And what I think that the A's need to change a little bit to become that that elite team that uh, keeps them down in the power rankings. So I'm talking about that here in the second segment. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform their market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can cover more than the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash MLB. And to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That is W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. Today's episode is also brought to you by the best tasting protein bar ever. That is right, my friends. We are talking about Built Bar, and they have nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. Their nine core flavors include coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There is something in their core menu for everybody, and if you check out on their website, they got something new coming all the time. I've talked about birthday cake. I've talked about the coconut brownie chunk. Those two are my favorites that come 
Uh, every now and then they're more seasonal than most flavors, but they've got something for every craving. And all you got to do to jump on these bars and get some of your own is go to builtbar.com and enter the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, make sure to send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. It doesn't have to be for a mailbag episode. It could just be, hey, I was thinking this, and then I can cover it on the show, and uh, I'll give you a shout-out and all that stuff. So uh, let me know if you guys have any questions. But let's get into uh, uh, some other things that struck me from this game the six to five win over the Astros. And uh, number one, I mean, it's not really this game specific, but it is Sergio Romo. He has been pitching much, much better lately. I know that his ERA is still in the sixes. It's like six, one, seven or something like that, but he did have one inning, gave up one hit and he had a slick double play that he kind of turned on his own. So uh, it was a pretty uneventful inning. If you think about it, nobody got past first base. So uh, Sergio Romo looked good. The Astros looked confused and uh, he, he did okay. So Sergio Romo, I think is making a very nice push towards being in that good part of the bullpen. And uh, if if he does that, because Burt Smith was looking like he was going to be in the good bullpen, and now he's, uh, we'll see. Uh, he gave up a couple of runs in this game, but the A's won the game, so I don't really care. <laughs> That's how bullpen usage works. I'm like, did they win? Cool, I don't care. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about, though, were uh, two guys that weren't really big factors in the score of the game, and that is uh, one, Chad Pender, and two, Sean Murphy. Let's talk about their exit velocities in this game. Chad Pender hit one ball that was 100.1 uh, off the bat, and that was a fly out. He had another one that was just 100 miles per hour, uh, just flat out, uh, and that was a force out. So uh, he, he hit the ball hard. It wasn't necessarily the right launch angle, which is why... You, you, you keep track of these things. That's why launch angle is important because if you're hitting it at negative four, then nothing matters. And we're going to talk about that with uh, Jesus Luzardo coming up for the water cooler Wednesday topic. So uh, that's something to look forward to, I guess. And so Chad Pender, his timing was good, which, and that's what these, uh, the exit velocities mean to me is that their timing is good. They're squaring the ball up, but they're not hitting it at the right angle. So they got to work on their swing playing. And that's what I'm, trying to highlight right here is, hey, maybe they make an adjustment before, uh, you know, today's game for Wednesday's game, and maybe we see a little bit better production out of them. Again, they're facing Zach Granke, who likes to change speeds and throw uh, curveballs that are like 40 miles an hour, but uh, don't swing at those. Tony LaRusso will get mad, um, but I, it's just something to keep an eye on, I think. When you see somebody that's killing the ball one game, usually the results are there the next game, or, you know, they're turning things around. And that's what I look for in stuff like this. Uh, also, we had Sean Murphy who went, this is ridiculous. This is where it gets fun. If, if I'm being honest, he had one that went 108.1 off the bat. That was a single on the seventh. And then he had another one that was 109.3. And that was a force out in the eighth. That one didn't have the launch angle. It was like negative four, I believe. Uh, so he had two of the six hardest hit balls in the game. And I think he went, uh, he got one hit. So uh, he destroyed the baseball. His timing is fantastic right now. And he's been killing the ball really well. He just wasn't there on the angle that you need to, you know, have a line drive or deep fly ball or anything like that. So it didn't look like he had a good game, 
but he destroyed some baseballs. So he had two of the hardest hit uh, balls in the game. And also both of those balls were hit harder than Ramon's uh, fourth inning home run, not the first inning home run, but the fourth inning home run. And also Matt Olson's home run. Uh, both of those balls were harder than two home runs that were hit. So that's why launch angle is important. You guys, I know that certain people named Michael Wilbon on certain shows named PTI like to just rail against uh, analytics and launch angle and all that stuff. But this is why it makes sense. And uh, I'm looking for maybe a decent game from both these guys on Wednesday because their timing is right there and timing can, can be a little bit fickle. And if guys are scoring up balls like this and Obviously, uh, Sean Murphy is known for some some high exit velos. Chad Pender, not as much, but he has the potential to get there for sure. Uh, maybe we'll see. Well, maybe we'll see on Wednesday. It's all that I wanted to point out. Uh, so that if they do do anything, then uh, you, I can play this audio and be like, hey, look, I was right. Uh, but if I am wrong, then we will burn the audio. And I never said this. And obviously, uh, you know, I just spent, you know, a few minutes here talking about their exit velocities and all that stuff. But one thing that does give me a little bit of pause in Wednesday's game specifically is they're facing Zach Granke and Granke hasn't been great this season. Uh, he's been, you know, average. I think he hasn't been, you know, Christian Javier has been a much better pitcher uh, overall than Zach Granke and the A's can kind of get to Zach Granke every now and then they can string some hits together, but usually he bears down and doesn't give up that big hit uh, that, you know, leads to a bunch of runs, but he'll, 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 he'll bend a little bit. He'll probably give you, you know, six innings, three, four runs scored or something like that. So th there will be opportunities to score against him. Uh, but he is really good at changing speeds. And that's where I think that the, the timing of Chad Pender and Sean Murphy and, you know, the A's lineup in general could be uh, up against it a little bit. Uh, if he's, you know, on his game and he's switching speeds like like he does, then maybe these two guys don't have the games that I would think that they would generally have against somebody who's like just throwing hard and kind of cutting and stuff like that. Uh, I feel like Zach Greinke is a different kind of pitcher. He's more like Cole Irvin where he's going to switch speeds. He's going to, you know, uh, move it in, move it out, move it up, move it down, kind of stuff like that. And that presents an issue with timing. And that's why he's been so effective for so many years. So uh, these two guys are guys that I am looking out for in, in Wednesday's game. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I mean, if Ramon just keeps doing Ramon things and only hits a home run, uh, hopefully with somebody on and uh, Matt Chapman, you know, ropes a couple of doubles. I think that the A's will be in good shape too. So uh, it'll be a, another nail biting game. Most likely uh, Frankie Montas has been kind of hit or miss, but that's kind of his thing. Uh, if he's got that splutter working, let's see what he can do against, uh, you know, a pretty tough lineup. The Astros got like 12 hits in this game. I didn't look at the final totals. I didn't write it down, but I think that they out, I think that they got double the amount of hits uh, that the A's had, but that's just kind of their offense. They don't, you know, get a bunch of, uh, you know, gap doubles or home runs or anything. They get, you know, enough, but uh, they, they didn't in this game. And I said that Sean um, and I had basically just needed to limit his walks and also uh, not give up any dingers. And he didn't. And he, he stuck in this game just fine. So uh, good job from everybody involved in this one. But uh, coming up on the show, I'm going to be talking about Jesus Luzardo and what I think that the next step for his evolution is going to be. Because I got some stats that I'm going to give you guys. And well, let's see what you guys think about it. So stay locked in with Locked On A's. And we're talking Jesus Luzardo coming up. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball. The NBA has the Lakers and Warriors on TV tonight for the play-in game. Very excited about that. Go Dubs. Uh, and then you also got the NHL. The Sharks are not in there, but... 
pick another team, pick your favorite jersey or uh, sweater, whatever they call them, and uh, go with them. Just ride them to the finals. And then you'll, you'll, you can also uh, place a bet on your UFC or MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ice Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe because uh, we got a, a fun series against the Astros coming up and I'll be talking about it all week long and also A's baseball all week long or all season long. I do it for more than just one week at a time, you guys. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into Water Cooler Wednesday, returning to the Wednesday format. Uh, because you know, it, we didn't get to do it last week because the A's are like, Hey, we're going, we're going to move somewhere. And so I didn't get to talk about it on a Wednesday, did it on Thursday instead. But the basic premise of this is I'm going to give you guys a number that you can bring up at the water cooler when you're able to return to work. And you'll be like, Hey, I heard this stat and that's pretty cool. And then you can just talk about baseball. Uh, so yeah, have fun. Here's the water cooler number of the week. And that is 91.2. And that is Jesus Luzardo's average exit velocity on flies and liners. So the reason that that number is significant to me is because I was listening to a fantasy baseball podcast and they were like, hey, we're looking at, you know, new ways to interpret data and flies and liners are different than ground balls. So if they're giving up soft contact on flies and liners, but, you know, giving up like 108 exit velocities on grounders that's still a pretty good pitcher, you would think, right? So I, I went and looked, and I was like, hey, you know who's pretty good at this? Jesus Luzardo. He's really good at limiting hard contact on flies and liners, and flies and liners lead to gap-to-gap uh, -gap doubles or home runs. That's flies and liners for you. Uh, so limiting the exit velocity on those limits the damage that can potentially be done. Maybe you give up some singles, whatever. Uh, but that that 91.2 right there, that is 27th of 202 pitchers that, uh, you know, have thrown at least 50 pitches or whatever the qualifying thing was. Uh, so that is pretty good. Hazel Luzardo, I know that the stats haven't quite been there. He's been blown up a couple of times by the Orioles, no less. But, uh, you know, he, he's got the underlying stats that are there. And I just mentioned how, you know, you, you can give up whatever you want to on the ground, but as long as the flies and liners aren't getting to you, then uh, you should be doing okay. And that's kind of what Luzardo's doing by, you know, the metrics here, because his ground ball miles per hour or exit velocity allowed is at 87.6. And that ranks 148th out of 202. So he's getting hit a lot harder when they drive it into the ground. But the A's defense is, I mean, it hasn't been great this season, but they've got some gold glovers. They've got some nice gloves down there. So uh, if you put a nice defense around them, that shouldn't hurt whatsoever. And then just moving right along for some other stats for you guys, his hard hit percentage is at 32.9 for the season. So uh, of all the balls that are hit, 32.9 are hard hit balls, or they come off the bat at 95 miles an hour or higher. And that is 31st out of 202 pitchers. So uh, again, he's doing pretty well. He's 
He's in some nice company with a lot of these. So I've just given you guys some some uh, reasons why I'm optimistic about Luzardo's development actually going better than the numbers would suggest. You know, the ERA numbers, the FIP numbers, and all that stuff. Uh, and it's looking like he's just a, a, a tweak or something away at times. And I think that what the, the problem could be here is that his barrel percentage or, you know, uh, a barrel is basically, it goes at least 95 miles an hour and it's at the right launch angle. Uh, so... He get basically getting squared up really good, and that is in the 47th percentile, which is, you know, roughly league average, but you want to be in uh, much better company. You want to be closer to 100 if you're going to become that elite guy that we've been, you know, hoping for uh, in A's fandom, and his chase rate is only in the 8th percentile, so guys are not swinging at pitches that are outside of the zone because they kind of know what's coming from Jesus Cesardo, and uh, by comparison, Chris Bassett, his barrel percentage, which I talked about, I believe on the uh, the original water cooler Wednesday is in the 81st percentile. So he keeps guys off of the barrel and that's because he's switching speeds. He's pitching. He's doing a very good job of uh, just, you know, cutting balls and keeping it off of that barrel. And his chase rate is in the 52nd percentile. So not great, but it's way better than eighth. So uh, I think that they should become very, very good friends. And that is the next step to Jesus Luzardo becoming the elite pitcher that we think that he can be is his friendship with Chris Bassett. Um, I, I'm just joking. I do believe that it is. Uh, it does have to do with his pitch mix, though, and how he's, you know, if he's following his sinker or his fastball or whatever with a changeup or how he's pitching, I believe, has a lot of impact on how often he's getting squared up. I don't know what the, the correct mix is, but I looking at these numbers, he's doing a good job. He has the right stuff is what I'm seeing, but guys seem to have an idea of what's coming. So they're not chasing it and they're able to square it up pretty well. And that's what I'm seeing. I may be misinterpreting the data, but that's what I'm seeing here. And uh, I think that that is the next step of Jesus Lardo's uh, just evolution right here because he's still a young guy. He's still learning how to pitch. He doesn't have a ton of innings because he's dealt with so many injuries over the course of his career. So it's still a learning process for him, even though we're like, oh, he's been here for three years and he has like a hundred innings. Actually, I had to pause this real quick to check those stats. He has been here for three years and he is 23, like I thought, and he has 99 innings pitched. So I was uh, kind of dead on. So yeah, I, I think that it's just a matter of him just getting older and maturing. Obviously, he he hit his hand uh, playing video games. So he has to get uh, better at understanding how to pitch. And I think that he is in the right place to do that because you got Cole Irvin, who's fantastic at pitching. He's got, uh, you know, Shamanaya, who's still learning how to do it at 29 years old. Chris Bassett is another great pitcher. Uh, these guys don't have the stuff that Luzardo has, so he could become the ultimate weapon where he has just filthy stuff, and then he also knows how to use it. And uh, I think that that's the next evolution for Jesus Luzardo, and uh, I don't know how you get him into that. Maybe it's through Sean Murphy, his catcher, because uh, hopefully they're both going to be here for a little while, and uh, they can develop a nice little rapport, get that going. Uh, but yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to watch him keep developing because, you know, we, we've seen throughout baseball, so many guys like uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. or Fernando Tatis just come up and just make it look easy. Uh, Max Fried, I think, did the same thing. I always get uh, him and the other Braves pitcher mixed up, but I think that Max Fried's the good one. Uh, just come up and make it look easy. And the A's don't have a lot of guys that do that, you know, ever, except for Yuanes uh, Cespedes. He was the only one, and I, I think that that's why he was he is so beloved in Oakland, but um, the A's don't get that. They get a bunch of guys that uh, are, are working on things the entirety of the time that they're here, and then uh, 
then they leave. But I believe that he has to work on his pitch mix. And, and that's the next step of Jesus Luzardo. And I believe that his 91.2 average exit velocity on flies and liners is a big step in the right direction. Uh, he just has to work on keeping guys off of off the barrels. And it sounds so easy, but it is very difficult because that, that is the essence of pitching. So uh, it could be, you know, another couple of years before we see like the true next step of Jesus Luzardo, depending on how healthy he can stay on all that. I mean, he has a 579 ERA, but it's been basically a couple of blow up starts and everything else has been, you know, okay. Uh, so we'll see uh, how he's pitching when he comes back. Hopefully he's working on his pitch mix and all that stuff. And uh, I, I'm excited to see what he looks like when he does get that breather and when he does come back. Uh, seeing some, just watching, you know, Cole Irvin and stuff when he doesn't have to you know, think about pitching in the next couple of days. Uh, watching some of these guys and how they go about their business. Uh, because... I think that that's the next evolution. So uh, that's all I got for you guys today. But if you still want some more sports talk, all you got to do is tune into the uh, Locked On Today podcast because Jason Tatum put the Boston Celtics on his back and advanced them out of the playing round. So uh, yeah, they're going to be talking about the playing round, you guys. And uh, I'm sure that there's going to be some Warriors and Lakers talking there. And you can get all of the sports news you need in the last time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. They do excellent work over there, you guys. But uh, that's for me today so until next time uh, go out and celebrate good times Oakland and I will talk at you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.